What up? Hello, hello, and welcome to uh, another episode of Then and Now. Uh, Charlie Wilson is not available today, so I apologize. But, but you got I me. Mm, I, <laughs> I apologize, <laughs> but you got uh, the elusive zigzag, a.k.a. Staniel, a.k.a. Stan, a.k.a. the Batman here to join not us. Stan, how you doing, brother? I'm well, man. I'm glad to be off. Happy Sunday. Yeah. <laughs> right. Uh, for those who don't know, Stan is a nine-eighths Jamaican, so he works five jobs. Occasionally, he has a whole hour free, and he said to give us his free hour this week to join us for the show. So, welcome to the show. It's your first time on. We're Thank happy you. to have Thank you, brother. I'm happy to be here. This is a great, great time right. to be on. This is first time on a live. Uh, he was, yeah. Oh, yeah. He true. The, true. True. You know, uh, the draw. Uh, not the draw, but draft. But Wait. This. This is live. The, yes. Yeah. Live. First time on live. That's right. First time on live. Hi, well, so, what, welcome back. <laughs> right. Hey. Yeah. Welcome back. Um, so, and also we, have, of course, we have, we have Otis in here. Otis is our resident uh, third man. Uh, I guess if I'm the now and Charlie is the then, oh, I'm the then, and Charlie is the now. Otis is the and and yeah. yeah <laughs> right? I, I was gonna say I'm, I'm the maybe, and Otis is the and. Is the other state is the maybe, or he's the what if? He's the or the, or the, or the sometimes. He's a he's an occasional with his bad. Yeah, the, uh, <laughs> the occasional. <laughs> Uh, so yeah, and, and uh, obviously to letting that dovetail into some of this week's topics. First, wait, uh, wait, wait, Keith Sweat. <laughs> wait, <laughs> hey, oh but God. for real, what a, hey, what a throwback, Keith Sweat. Was that I'm pretty late nineties? Sure I'm, I'm pretty sure I'm related Yo, to Keith Sweat. That's what man, my mom's what's going on, man? Wow, yeah, Keith Sweat. I'm God, that guy. I remember the first. Oh, no, it's Luther <laughs> Vandross. Yo, uh, Jim Jim that's the number three in the tournament from uh, Friday. Oh, oh GGs, congrats, bro. Congrats. Yeah, who was, uh, who was his main? Who was, do you remember whose who's main was in uh, combat? Gary's. The, the, yeah. Uh, the Earth yeah, Gears. Okay, right on. Right on. Nice. Right on. Okay. Yeah, monster. Monster. Yeah, I watched the tournament. I, I didn't, couldn't remember the names of the character, of the competitors. Um, but yeah, so Keith Sweat. Keith Sweat, I remember because he, <laughs> I went to a, a place called Bahama Breeze, where he was performing back Bahama in North Breeze. Carolina when I was in high school. Yeah, it was a restaurant called Bahama Breeze. He was performing in a woman that was way out of my, I, I mean, woman. I was 18. She was at least 25, way out of my league. But she was so turned on by watching Keith Sweat that she gave me a kiss. I don't know <laughs> what diseases hey. and she had, but I took it because she was hot. So hey. that's anytime I did Keith Sweat, I was thinking about that well, random, Keith, random Keith woman. Is my middle name honestly keith is really my middle name so that's right i'm, I'm hey. with that <laughs> that's right i love it i love it you gotta, you gotta hit the the no cycle too you gotta hit the one i'm, I'm gonna start practicing <laughs> i'm gonna start practicing <laughs> oh god what a, that's then and now right there that's the then and now that's a, that's yeah. a definite then good Man, god i appreciate you coming on jim yes absolutely absolutely and come back of course come back um so not to dilly dally too much further but this week's episode we're dealing with it's, you're getting to horror. We're getting into Halloween. We're getting into Otis's uh, bread and butter, mm. and uh, and nothing says bread and butter better than you know monsters and forces of nature and bad guys being evil essentially. And one thing we wanted to talk about was how this week's what if uh, we're gonna not, not get into too many spoilers, but we will address this week's one what if episode. This week's what if from Marvel dealt with Ultron winning. That's the premise essentially. Mm. Now, did uh, either of y'all get a chance to watch the episode of what? I didn't this week? watch it. I didn't watch it either. I that's all right. But I, I, again, we're not going to get into spoilers. That's perfectly fine. Uh, they didn't do their homework at all. That's a demerit. But the idea is simply that a bad guy, being such an overwhelming force of nature, 
that he does in fact win or that the bad the heroes quote unquote just can't they have no idea how to deal with it and there are plenty of other examples in film and tv other stuff too but Jeez. i like what i liked about Yo, this was holy kids late <laughs> i'm sorry i'm laughing at this i'm trying i see what i see charlie's frustration that made it funny <laughs> as i'm trying to do this and there's uh, i love it that we have people here that's great uh but the the basic thing is when in the a lot of the best horror movies end with the baddie winning or at least mm. with it seeming some kind of despair. Y'all have seen Nightmare on Elm Street 1 before, right? Mm. So spoiler alert for Nightmare on Elm Street 1, the original one. Uh, it ends with Freddy like pretty much pulling pulling the mother of the main character through a, like a, a keyhole, pretty much showing that he's still in control, he's still there. You mm. see the end of, of, end of uh, Friday the 13th, and I think that's where it has the kid, Jason, like pulls somebody into the water down mm. afterwards. Uh, other there's other types of things. I think even in um one of the aliens, what so Alien One had the whole fourth act thing. You think the movie's over? You think Ripley's fine? She's in her little panties walking around, and it turns out no, the alien's actually still on the ship with her. Mm -hmm. So having the idea of a force of nature be so powerful that it's almost unbeatable is something. Uh, Staniel, you're a writer. For those who don't know, Stan is a is a writer, yeah, aspiring uh, you know, comic book creator and uh, all around novelist, every kind of genre of writing. Indeed. Do you like having big bads that are and of themselves entities of pure destruction? Yes and no. Like, if I do have that, there's not going to be destructive just for the sake of bringing chaos and destruction. It's going to be a reason why they were driven to that point mm -hmm. to make them just more relatable all around as a character. But I definitely do think at least they're, depending on whatever kind of story you're trying to create, that a character like that can be very powerful. Right, definitely. absolutely. Uh, but so what are, when you make your own kind of baddies and villains, what kind of things do you like to create? What kind of uh, bad guys do you like to have? I like to create more like the, more like the anti-hero, more like the, I'm evil or I'm, I'm this way because like my set of views just don't necessarily, or my set of views aren't necessarily evil, they just don't, coincide with what you believe so i have a way to show you that my way is better than you or, or i have the strength to show you my way is better than you so i'm gonna do it and so i can show you or help you realize that your way is flawed so at the end of the day my character winning or the bad the big bad winning you're kind of thinking like dang should they have won like you know yeah. like this this dude actually he, he actually had a point like you know what right. i'm saying so, compliment for right. you brother e. Oh yeah, <laughs> uh, that is false. That is that's that's all special effects, but I appreciate it. I definitely appreciate it, brother. Uh, <laughs> on the go effect. editing, on the go. <laughs> uh, but one of the things I wanted to ask you this: it, it sounds like what you're saying, Daniel, is the idea that there's an old adage, uh, aka expression in writing, that oftentimes the villain doesn't believe yes, they exactly. are the, the, yeah, exactly. the villain. Exactly. The villain doesn't believe they are the villain. Exactly. Mm -hmm. um, Otis, I know one of your favorite characters of all time and villains of all time is Hannibal Lecter from uh, the, the Ma original Manhunter series and then, of course, uh, Sansa Lambs and so forth. Uh, I have I personally do regard Hannibal as somewhat of a force of nature because he mm -hmm. he, he has a line where he says, nothing happened to me. I happened. I happened. Mm -hmm. I happened. Almost like a storm. Um, why do you why do you have an affinity for Hannibal Lecter? Um, 
I just I, I I've always respected exactly how thoroughly he he is. I know the like, I gotta explain that. So there is no single event that created uh, Hannibal Lecter into what he was, but he created so much tr- trauma in life in general. I, 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 I'm trying to explain this without like ruining him as a character for anybody that hasn't seen. Uh, but essentially, like Hannibal Lecter is the the top tier sociopath when it, when I think of you know <laughs> pretty much anybody. Uh, wait, 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 wait. Uh, I, I'm sorry, I'm going in seven seven directions at once because I know. Okay. Are we doing creatures or are we just doing? Uh, no, we will get to creatures. Okay. Yeah, we'll do both. Jump. Okay. Yeah, it's 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 a lead, it's a run up lead up to it. I didn't mean to throw you yeah. off there. It's a lead up to it. Yeah. Yeah. Um. But Henry Lecter, he he is driven by taking the motivations of people that he finds attractive in some way, shape, or form, whether it be physical or whether it be their mentality, and having them manifest those into reality. And the way he can just take somebody that is completely thinking one way and twist them into sort of his own mold, like that's mm. what I respect about him. The fact that not he doesn't he isn't necessarily affected by the outside things. He changes the environment to suit him. I, yeah. I know I went around the world to say that. Mm. That's yes. that's uh, that's why I like him. Mm. He's he is an instrument of chaos in a, in a way, but he's just doing what he wants so he can see. How they turn out, and right. I feel like he's one of the only uh, examples of that done well. It's not mm-hmm. usually done well, so I guess that's why I can respect it. But I am more uh, along with uh, Stan, though. Like I like characters that they have a reason for them being who they are. Mm-hmm. But I don't know. It's, it's just something about Hannibal Lecter specifically that, since he causes so many people to be who they are, I respect him for it because you see the the level of descent that he takes them down to be to, to break it's really a means to an end it's not just right. blind rage or exactly i'm just exactly. demented so it's like he's actually intelligent yes exactly and the thing is too in a, on some of there is a level of id to someone like hannibal lecter he is doing what he wants to do because he wants to do it it's not because it's prompted by a b or c it's, it's prompted by his own desires and, and right. that's more or less it which is in line with forces of nature, which is in line with the creatures and monsters that are featured a lot in horror movies and what is more or less the actual topic of today. And what I wanted to do at first was to kind of talk about the things we like about other villains and other big bads and why their psychology works and how ironic it is that we can still appreciate much more base level primal creatures and monsters in movies and storytelling too at the same time. So uh, just to go back to Stan, uh, Stan, I guess you've probably seen Jaws, yeah. the movie Jaws. Mm. Does does that creature, does that big bad work for you in that film? Oh, hell yeah, because I don't like open water to this day. <laughs> Fair like, enough. Uh, yeah. And I remember you said it before you, that you, yeah. But, but but would you mind telling everyone why? Yeah. Uh, I think because it's real. It's real. Nobody, like, we, okay, we obviously know we, we can look at the statistics. Sharks don't really attack people that often every year. But that movie Jaws made us all feel like if you get in some open water, you will get your leg bit off by a shark. You can't punch it in the nose. You can't poke it in the eye. You can't swim away from it. You're going to die. It will take you and drag you deep underwater and you will die. It'll take a bite out of the Titanic. Like, bro, don't don't, (laughs) don't mess with it. Stay out of the water, bro. 
So yeah, I, I think it was very effective. Yeah, that, that's uh, got to be a fighting game that has a shark, like Jaws versus or Bruce versus a Titanic, and then watching them fight and stuff, and then he just his, his finishing I mean, to bite if it. He goes into his evolved form, Sharknado. I mean, oh, you got a lot of come on. <laughs> <laughs> Sharknado. That exists, by the way. That's yeah, not even a joke. That's a, that exists. The sci-fi's number number one film series is Sharknado, starring Ian Ziering. Not even Ian. Number Ziering, one. Ian Ziering. Is that real? It's, yeah, it's, for real. God. Like it's it's actually popular. Believe it or not, like popular is such a strong word, but it is. It's it is. I don't want uh, to, but I do believe you. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> we, we don't want to believe ourselves if we're saying it. Uh, but so Otis, for for you, brother. Um, I know you're a huge, you love horror movies. You grew up watching them with your pops. What's a, a kind of a, a creature, a monster that you, that, that still, or that maybe that's still today, but that got you, got into your skin, that works for you? Uh, a creature that used to uh, bother me when I was a kid was uh, it, actually, just because Pennywise. Uh, Pennywise, man. The, um, for a while, I did not like clowns. It wasn't until I actually went to a circus myself because my grandmother forced me to go that Ooh. I got over my my fear of clowns. But um, yeah, I was chef, definitely Chucky Fencer out there. Clowns? No, I can't, I can't, can't deal with it. <laughs> she gave you emergency ther therapy. She said, "I'm gonna drag Basically. you to." Yeah. <laughs> Jeez, thanks, Grandma. That is rough. It. Yeah. Because uh, it is, or, or Pennywise is actually a few different levels of fear. It's the clown. It's also he's a giant spider. Spoiler alert: He's a giant spider. Uh, I know plenty of folks that hate them. They hate them some spiders. Yo, so, Street Sharks was fire. Yeah, I don't know how many people remember that, but Street yeah. Sharks barely. Yeah, that was uh, right after Turtles, Ninja Turtles. Mm, yeah. Yeah, yeah, I got Turtles introduced to Street Sharks. Mice from Mars. Yeah, but yeah, that was that whole era of like weird <laughs> animal mm -hmm. hero. Yeah, it was a rough. Decade, but yeah, yeah, and then they tried to come back with Lunatics Unleashed, but nobody remembers that. We don't, I remember, that. I, yeah, I do remember that. But I don't, it was, it was like Bugs Bunny, badass. Yeah. What is what? No. Yeah. superhero Bugs Bunny? Oh, Daffy yeah, I do Duck, remember that. Daffy Daffy Duck. Duck. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. I think even Lola, that was I think crazy. The yeah, Lola was in there too. Mm -hmm. Yeah, it was, it was that's the hard, that's that's the scariest thing right there. <laughs> Lunatics Unleashed. Good God! Honestly, uh, they had powers. No, they had like real abilities, man. They had power. They, were, they, they actually they were hard. They, they didn't like. They weren't like, telling jokes. They were trying to tell <laughs> serious. Sharks don't have necks. They don't. They don't have. So ne so actually, sharks don't have necks at all, right? They have. They're just like their whole body is one. Yeah, it's like tube. where the gills is where the neck is. Did you just call us for a tube? Sharks bodies. They got the tubes and the fins. Like, do you That's know how horrifying that would be in real life? Like a a shark that could swim through concrete and eat yeah. a tank. Like no. what do you do? That thing. What do you say? Well, tank. you can't shoot it. No, no. Mm. I mean, they are the most evolved. Technically, they're supposed to be the most evolved. Some of the most evolved creatures of all time. They've been around since mm. the dawn of time. You know, they've been around since T Rexes and every other other dinosaurs. And I feel like I feel like carnivorous kangaroos are still worse. <laughs> oh, they're assholes, though. Those, those are assholes. Like, uh, carnivorous, kangaroos are carnivorous, real? No, hell no. no but if they no, were, geez, they were. Just, they man, were. Australia. I know y'all seen that, that video. <laughs> I'm trying to find it. That video of that kangaroo that just punches that dude. It's like a oh guy trying in Australia trying to fight him, and the kangaroo gets on his tail is, and punches him in the face. Yeah, is he, is he a really guy, swole kangaroo? Yes, and the uh -huh. guy like got, the guy like, nods at him and backs away. It's like, okay, you been? Yeah, no. Kangaroos are assholes, man. No, hell no. Yeah, I, I I love it. So one one of my favorites. Uh, those are some great ones, of course. Yo. Bruce the shark, <laughs> Pennywise the 
Spider Monster Clown. Uh, another one I really like is the T Rex. Have y'all? I guess both y'all have seen Jurassic Park. Uh, yeah, especially of Jurassic Park one. Of course. I I always regard that as a monster of of nature because also mm -hmm. it's it is it doesn't it's not on anyone's side except its own essentially. Earlier in the movie, you see it hunting down the people. Then at the mm -hmm. end, you see it. Why did you talk about Charlie? <laughs> you talking about the grab away from the uh tremors the, the, yes you know, yep yep the yeah, tremors are great yeah. too Thank that's another classic one from the uh that's 80s right oh yeah tremors, i think that's like yeah. 80s I'm... i think it's 80s kevin bacon most kevin bacon is from the 80s that's worth mentioning yeah. uh but yeah it's uh tremors is another great one yeah those are any anytime you have creatures that aren't really so much like we're determined to have our get our ideals put out there no we just fuck up all kinds of shit regardless we don't care uh i, I love it the tremors are great uh, mm. Graboids, a couple Graboids, uh, the the T Rex. Mm. I, I just love those kinds of things because it, it's it's to the level almost like Hannibal Lecter in that you can't. There's no predictability. There's no like mm. set path. Like Killmonger, he has an objective that he wants to do, and on some level, you think, well, if I if I'm helping him do that or siding with him, he might at least leave me alone, or we, we can work together. Uh, he might betray you, yeah, but at the same same yeah. time, there's a, there's a set of motives there. There's a there's a logic line. Someone mm. like. Uh, Bruce the shark, or the xenomorph, or the T Rex, or uh, the Twister from movie Twister, or them combined with Twister and the shark in Sharknado, there is no reason or compassion. It's just going to do what it's going to do. It's just rage. And I love that angle of it. It's pure, yeah, it's just rage. I love it. I love it to death. So, so that's why I, I wanted to get into, into dealing it's with for the human barbecue. <laughs> that's oh, that's horrible. that's horrible. Uh, one thing we had to bring up real quick too is how uh, Charlie Otis and I've been playing, and Stan is going to get in there too. Yeah, talk to me about that game. Yeah, it's actually it's a pretty fun game, but the Predator itself in the first film of Predators, I guess all of them in a way, of a Predator, they they don't ever talk. And Wait, for what is worth, one second, what is the premise of this game? The premise of the game is is very very similar to the original movie. With okay. Dutch and Apollo Creed or Paul Weathers, where there is essentially Call of Duty, where four other people, four players, mm -hmm. are using first-person shooters, and then the first, the fifth player, is a predator in third-person mode, and the okay. predator's job is simply to hunt down and kill. Okay, Got four you. people, like kind of like the Dead by Daylight game, yeah. kind of like Dead Got by Daylight. And the, the four players are they have tasks, they have missions of their own mm -hmm. to deal with. Gotcha. Um, literally, literally exact same. It's is dead by daylight, Call of Duty, and then you're getting hunted by a predator. Dope. Yeah, it's Dope. a lot. It's I, a lot of fun. I could just be the predator and just hunt yep. you guys. You, yes. Mm -hmm. you, to death. Well, okay. you, could try. <laughs> well you, could try. you could try. You could try. And and that's what I like about the predator because it, it feels like in a way like the predator almost is somewhere in between the force of nature and a <laughs> more um like actual not a bad game. I mean, yeah, it was yeah. a horrible gig. It, <laughs> it, it, it led to it, yeah. <laughs> yeah, it's too happy. Fight Rocky 12 rounds or go against the Predator. What do you want to do? <laughs> what do you want to do? He, right? dies, hey, he, I dies mean, he in died both. in both, so. Right. <laughs> Dang. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, but he, and then also, he was trying. in a, he saw him happy Gilmore. So he loses an arm in Predator. He dies in Rocky. He loses an arm and dies in, in Happy Gilmore. So that, that poor Carl Weathers bed is a uh, is, is rough. It's rough. You can typecast, but I like how the predator itself. I forgot their their race. I know Charlie knows what their race of Charlie alien is called. Mm -hmm. He's very much in between. He is a sentient force, engine of chaos. He's not trying. To, he's only there to hunt down people. That's it. And he's he 
kind of chooses who he goes after. It's like you had to be but somewhat eligible for to be the, worthy of the hunt. But other than that, he just hunts you down to hunt. The you predators down. have the uh, the machinery and shit, and the aliens are the, the dinosaur looking ones with the extra yeah, head tongue. Yes, exactly. Mm-hmm. That shit just, right there is weird. But, but I wanted to ask y'all that real quick though. Like, what what would you rather encounter? Would you want to? Would you rather encounter someone like a xenomorph? One hundred percent. Yeah, one hundred percent. The predator, not okay. the xenomorph. No. Nah. No, no. I'm I'm on the opposite end. No. I'd rather encounter the uh, the alien because like at least you can run away from it. No. Predator, he gonna get you. See so, the so predator. The predator will hunt me deliberately. It'll take a long time. I think the xenomorph thing, like it, I could, I could potentially run away. He might shoot some shit at me. If the, the predator will, but the xenomorph, it's gonna freaking. If it gets close to you and puts that little slinky tongue on you, bro, that's, I just rather get blown up. Like I'm not trying to deal with that, bro. <laughs> like, I'm really so you're not thinking about how which would yeah. encounter or whether you have another fight. So, it's it's the easiest, easiest way to die. My man. They definitely I mean, have I, taste how buds. How can I die easier? They have, they have two sets of taste buds because they got two mouths. A mouth within a yeah, mouth. Yeah. It's like That's an inception. Right. I never thought Come about on, that. Man. They do have two sets of taste buds. Yeah. That's interesting. They taste in you twice. It's going to be the big mouth and the little mouth nibbling on you. That's a horrible way to die, bro. That is. I so, never thought about so that. They like have a taste for white people because they do eat like a lot of white yes. people. Yes. Yes. They well, do. Yes, I would imagine. I would, but I would imagine that black people would taste even more exceptional if they've only eaten white people. Like if you only had chicken and you taste a steak, you're gonna be like, hmm. you know? I thought you were gonna say if they eat black people, it tastes like chicken because black people stop. Because, because <laughs> or, or because we season our chicken. So or, uh, okay, or okay. Because we actually believe uh, in seasoning. Too much, too much flavor I, for me. Because like. The what, like, how many black people actually like got snatched by the xenomorphs? I think, like, what one or one two between all th- was, six movies in that franchise? Yeah. How, about, <laughs> how many token black people were in those movies, though? So, because Yafet Koto, <laughs> in the, yeah, the first one, I think, is, 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 it, is it just Yafet Koto and one and alien? Is it just him? I think so? I think it's only him and, and one, okay, it's only Wait, him. Uh, which. The, the last alien movie I clearly remember is the one when the dude had the AA 12 shotgun. And like, y'all like remember that? That may be alien. And like some, the, some, some scientist or whatever, like they were locked on the island. Some scientist like poisoned the, the main oh, that's character alien towards three. the end. Yeah. I think that's Alien yeah, 3 that with we, Charles we S. Dutton. That that's the last one yeah, I really that's, remember. That, <laughs> that's barely canon, but it is canon. So there's yeah. always at least one token black person. Because the first one has Yafet Kojo. The second one has the... um. The drill sergeant with the, with the mustache that gets up in his hidey whitey screaming at them with the hat on all hat. Oh my god, this is not a seasoning. Yuck. <laughs> Too much. Too much. <laughs> my gastral right. they they spit acid out. Like, bro, right. you can digest anything. <laughs> I, think, I, think, I, think, I think the acid is also the seasoning too. That's kind of their soy sauce. That's the like straight up. Yeah. 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 Just uh, that I, poor flavor contrast. Okay. The poor flavor. <laughs> How it's uh, too advanced. That is oh my god. All right. So uh not to tarry not to tarry too much, but moving on to the next topic, which is kind of the main event for tonight. It's uh it, we're gonna have to restructure things a little bit differently. Originally the idea was for us to be an old school loose cannons debate, but we thought it'd be more fun to actually have uh Batman aka Staniel join in the fight. So this is a more or less a a a, a free-for-all battle royale. No holds barred. Cat's eye. Yeah, the, the um, it's very, it's it's the most like it's clearly an anime based off of uh, Alien from the eighties, right? Leaves eighties, Jen. Mm-hmm. It's uh, it's pretty cool though. It's but it's very much Alien. It's just yeah, it's Alien. They even have flamethrowers and shit. Uh, mm. Oh, okay. Uh, it's pretty cool. It's pretty cool. But um, 
So what we're talking about th- to tonight is another anime, another classic anime from a little bit after the time of Cat's Eye. It's called Ninja Scroll. Ninja Scroll. Now, if Charlie was here, he'd have had the graphics and the pop up here. He'd have the trumpets play. He'd have done his homework. But he ain't here. I am, and I don't do homework. So what mm-hmm. we're just going to do is we're just going to have an open... Grown. <laughs> we're going to have an open battle royale discussion amongst the three of us. Uh, and as we get into these things, we'll discuss our points, our, you know, the things we like, the aspects of the anime that we enjoy. If you're in the chat, feel free to contribute. Throw some shade, throw some light, whatever you're going to do. Let us know how you feel about it. All right. So uh, as our resident, uh, I guess, resident third man, Otis, if you wouldn't mind opening us up by telling us how you feel briefly on Ninja Scroll. Um, I think it's okay. Like, uh, I mean, it's, 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 her- it's heralded as a classic. Um, I mean, it's iconic. I mean, a lot of things from Ninja Scroll have been sampled and redone in even current anime. But to the the current anime fan, Ninja Scroll doesn't even exist to them. Like it's been forgotten because it kind of should be because it's forgettable. Um, yeah, it's the, the the generic subplot of you know Ronin uh, wants to atone for his sins. You know, shows up, gets a job, and now he's got to go take it on the big bad, and who he just so happens to have a history with because that's how it always works. Like um, you got your your reoccurring damsel in distress that's supposed to be your you know your secondary character um and uh i, I can't even remember her name but like she was just just like all right like you show up you get captured then you get raped this what happens that rape ends up killing you know the guy that captured you so you know that worked out in your favor because she got poison lips um then she shows up tries to help uh main character again gets in the way shows up try to help that main character again it gets in the way then all of a sudden after knowing each other for like 12 hours, they fall in love. I don't know how that works. Um, yeah. Then she shows up and tries to the main character again, gets captured, then killed in front of him and becomes a motivation for the main character to go off and, you know, win in the end. Like it's pretty, pretty basic subplot, you know, not necessarily groundbreaking, nothing new. And it's called Ninja Scroll. And I saw like six ninjas in that whole movie and they died mm. like that. Like they died like that. Like it was so quick, it was ridiculous. So I was gonna I was gonna let you say a thing or two and then I play this t- to let everyone know. What's really good? Clearly mm-hmm. Otis was gonna that's his that's his opinion. Uh but that's fine. That's perfectly fine. He's not the biggest fan of it. Uh Staniel, aka the bat, how do you feel? All right, so I really wanted to come in here and say what her name was, but I know it starts with a K. I can't remember it either. <laughs> her name is Kagero. K-I-G-E-R-O. And, and she was Kenochi, and she was dope. Her entire body was um, coated in poison. And the thing with her getting in the way was actually part of her character development. She had no desire to really be alive. She was nothing but just a woman coated in poison to a lot of people. She was feared. Yeah, she did get her wish, but not before she realized that about herself. Because he said, Jimbei said in the scene, like, yo, I hate people who don't care about their lives. Like, like their lives. Like, why do you keep throwing your life away to repay a debt to me? Like, stop doing that shit. 
So they actually never fell in love. He didn't fall in love with her. And he even, he made a point not to sleep with her. Even if he, even though he, she was the only way to cure him. He was like, I'm not sleeping with you. Like have some self-respect. Dude. But they, like, by the end, they definitely said that he they hugged because he, they, uh, no, nah, they he, hugged. He, he, he kisses her. Cause he like, he no, 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 he ki- no, no, no. He kisses her. Kissed her. Right. That's and all. That's he, it. She, okay. And she and said, there is she, no she, love she was like, nah, bro, what are you doing? You're going to die. He's like, nah, I'd rather die. Cause he, he said like, I, he wanted to fight Genma. The guy, the dude who he supposedly killed, who and he didn't even he want the job. Did kill. He definitely, yeah. Did he, he chopped that man's head off, and he somehow he comes back to life. And he didn't want the job. The old man poisoned him and said, "Take the job, or you're gonna die." So he's like, yes. "Really, old man? Like I didn't even want. I, I I just really wanted to save this girl from getting molested and go about my day. But you mm-hmm. you set this all up. Mm-hmm. And uh, yeah, the, uh, the uh, that quote that the old man says, he, he says, um, like the key to a good ninja is like t- taking people's wills and turning it against them." essentially yes. so finding out what they want and then manipulating that to your own game exactly so that is the essence of a ninja so to that point all the motherfuckers were ninjas and yeah. the ones that were tra- dressed in the traditional ninja garb they did get murked pretty fast by the people with actual dope abilities okay and the show came out in 1993 so to say like the traditional trope and da da da. Back then, that was pretty fresh. Yes. And that's a traditional trope no, no, now. It already was in the Samurai films for me that came out like, you know, okay, years okay. before then. Okay, years before then. But Ninja Scroll, which is now a considered a classic, which I just seen just now. So, like, just, just yesterday. But still, like, Naruto, most iconic anime that, of, of like, from when I was watching anime, like, still to this day with, with Boruto, like, so many heavy influences from Ninja Scrolls. So like I've not all positive. Well, not, well honestly, it could have been more positive if they, if they would have sticked more to Ninja Scrolls. If you ask me. I I agree with what Stan said. If they if they, if they lean a little more towards it, I think it would be yeah, more positive. I think it would have been um, way more positive. So so one thing I'll say real quick, I'll, I back up pretty much every single thing Stan just said, uh, aka the bet, um, and to address some of the things that that Otis said, yes, some of these tromo- these tropes are familiar. They've been done before. The idea of a woman being the devil in the stress i i see what you're saying but what you have to understand is mm. i've seen ninja scroll maybe 30 times not exaggerating jubei only actually beats one of them one of the eight devils come on by himself by himself all that's the right. others all the other yes it's the final the final end boss is gamma mm-hmm. the other seven he would have lost or died to outright if it hadn't been for kagero kagero wasn't yeah. just the devil's in the stress she didn't just get fridged for no reason she actually was the partner. Uh, giving back to Tasai, to, to, to Tasai, she poisoned Tasai. She mm-hmm. escaped him and, and poisoned him, and that's why Jubei was able to cut his fingers off, and that's why he was able to cut himself and get his yeah, head the, the killed by his own rock dude weapon. And, uh, the blind swordsman, the, like, the blind yeah. swordsman, nah, and the, the, the blind the swordsman, Kagero, Kagero puts. She tries to hit the blind swordsman, but he dodges it. Her blade gets stuck into a bad part of the bamboo. Mm-hmm. Then when he's trying to come, in the, when he's trying to come down on Jubei with a with a clean cut him in half. But he, he kills him the, pretty the, quick. He hits he hits the um the blade that he hits Kagero's blade sticking in the oh, bamboo, no. and then Dubay stabs him. And he says that's impossible because it would have been if Kagero hadn't shown up. The guy that the guy that that raped or tried, didn't actually rape Kagero, but he was mm. uh, molesting her. Doing uh, too much. Doing too much. Way doing way too much to, to, against against Kagero. That one is the one that Dubay does outright kill. But I feel like there's there's, there's, there's it's, it's symbolic because. He's the one that that violated her the most in a way, in a sense. Mm-hmm. So it's 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 almost personal for Jubei to take him down. Fair enough. Kagero didn't mm-hmm. help that one, but yeah, the did. other I mean, ones. She's she honestly did. the only reason why he won because yeah, uh, he started poison. like like falling away from the the poison, the shadow and stuff. 
Yeah, yeah he's so, like, what um, the hell's going on? Oh, no, you're talking about the shadow dude. The, sh- yeah, the, the shadow, shadow king. Okay. The shadow dude, yeah, he threw that. He threw the, the no, sword he threw into the, the sword. wall. Right yeah. Back. Like, yeah, into his yeah. back, right, right. Yeah, but I think that was, that was too because of something that she did, though. That she might have. But but all of the, and we don't have to get into all the details of this. It's getting, we're getting so into details. But all I want to say is this, that there's, this is something that Stan and I talked about before because we're both love to write. There is something called the plot, which is the series of events that happen that is the external part of the story. And then there's actual, the real meat and hitters, what's it called? The actual story. And the real story of Ninja Scroll is all about, like Stan was saying, about a person who feels uh, that they are literally poisonous and toxic and has no right to live and feels they don't belong, they belong anywhere in the world. And when that person who is so shut off from the world finds someone that actually is willing to accept her, she has no idea how to deal with it. And she lashes out essentially. And then by mm. the time she is willing to embrace that person, He's pretty much he himself has also been poisoned. He will die too. They are yeah. linked in death in a way. From the very beginning, they're linked in death. And, and, and when she's like, I would, I would, I will gladly give myself, I will willingly, all these people are trying to rape me over and over and over again. I actually want to be with you. The one person I want to be with refuses because he realizes that's still harmful to her. And, and he, I love he, that. He that, that was out. important. He literally hugs her. Yeah. He walks out like, pretty yeah, much ready chill. to die for her. That's the point of the story, not mm-hmm. just the other, other things that are common tropes. Everything from back to Yojimbo with Kira Kurosawa, the idea of a hero coming in against his will to have to fight a war for somebody else. These things have been around forever. Mad Max, of course, I feel you. Oh, I feel you. But what works for me, I think for Stan, too, is the, is how, is the execution of it exactly. and the fact that we actually are investing these characters. And if that doesn't work for you, that's fine. But that's, that's where we're coming from. No, I mean, like, why? I mean, I, I, wasn't, I, I was invested in the characters because the story was told well. Like yeah, I wanted yeah, to know. Well, okay, at the end, at the end of what, whatever, what Junbei and this fellow Kenochi's going through, what, what's the purpose of this? And even in the end, old man, like he he tells the old man, like you knew all this would happen. He's like, yeah, for that one moment, this girl who's an outcast was able to feel like a normal woman because of you. Even though, I mean, he's he's saying, well, why fall in love with a Kenochi? She's just gonna die. He's like, like he knew. He's like, man, she she's not gonna last long in this world. Right. But you helped her feel like she had a purpose for that that brief moment. Now, now, now I, his, I, from uh, his perspective, though, he thought that meant. Sleeping with her, yeah. and in reality, it wasn't. It's was actually more actually right. having more of a heart and connection, a real, a real connection. That's why too, I liked how they like the old man wasn't a traditional super wise old man. Like no, even he when was he was not. trying to lay down some knowledge, like not. dude, was just like man, whatever, old man, like I'm not. Come on now, but and it's, it's definitely obvious that uh that old man's character is kind of like the the building blocks for uh the ninja in uh, mm-hmm. Afro Samurai. Like he, he's it's yes. pretty much metal exactly. Mm-hmm. Yes, that that, yes. that uh that partnership. I got that, but like, it's been it's 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 just Ninja Scroll is coveted because it does those things. But like, those things have been done so many times before that it's like, why give it the credit for doing those things that have well, been seen? Well, part of it like, is too. I'm not sure how Stamp is about the animation and artwork itself. Again, in ninety, I saw it first. Reminded me of Basilisk. Oh, oh, yeah. Reminded me a lot yeah, of Basilisk. Yeah, I, I love uh, I Basilisk. For those who haven't seen, it's kind of like a, <laughs> the Hakadin. Well, that's the sense. It's kind of like a ninja, like a Dragon Ball Z with swords. But, mm-hmm. um, but the the idea also with in '95 when I first saw, I know it came out '93, but when I first saw it as a freshman in high school, right? I was blown away by the artwork and mm-hmm. the fight scenes are really cool. They're pretty brief most of the time, but they're really, really well done. They're really engaging. Uh, Stan, you saw it for the first time this week. Mm-hmm. How did you feel about the animation, the fight scenes? Did I was, I, was I, I thought the, uh, the animation was solid. I thought the fight scenes were cool. I think the only thing I can really say is like you can tell it's in 1993 just because like the scene transitions are kind of like 
clunky, I guess, like mm-hmm. abrupt. It felt sure. like, but I was I was cool. Like I knew I was watching something from 1993. So the fact that it was even able to make me like, okay, I was like, all right, cool, because like I thought I was gonna just fall asleep in like the first 15 minutes of it. But I was like, okay, this is this is cool. I I enjoyed it. Right on. And oh oh, did you? How do you feel about the action and animation? That that part. Yeah, of the, uh, the animation is definitely ahead of its time. Again, like, because I'm I'm a, a big anime head, so like I see that of so many anime have taken scenes from that and adapted them to other things. Like uh, with the like the final fight, the the his his uh, what was it to him? I don't remember. But the dude yeah, with the metal arm, like yeah, there were yeah, so many scenes where he camera. was blocking things and. That is the exact animation that Edward Eric does in Four Yeah. Mm-hmm. So like the 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 actual animation and the fights were pretty well done. It's just that I don't know, like why call it Ninja Scroll? Because it's a Ronin story. Yeah, like, it's it definitely is clearly a Ronin. Ninja, like, yeah, even the even the like the ninja clans are really like samurai clans. Uh, right. But yeah, and that's, he's trying to become fair. the dark shogun. Which is a samurai thing, so like yeah, I will, right. I, I will get that. But I, I do think that's something that's lost in translation. I think exactly. that the actual original title isn't Ninja Scroll. It's um the American adaptation is called Ninja Scroll. Um, mm-hmm. I need to research what it's actually originally called though. But but is is that one of the biggest things that bothers you? Oh, is the actual title? <laughs> it's the fact that yeah yeah the title like because it's not there there wasn't a ninja there. It was like okay oh. that's that's fine. Uh, by the way, and we're I not trying to prove like Oda's wrong. About, yeah, that's fine. Uh, Naruto too. It's like it's like four ninjas in that show too. Yes. No, that's fine. Okay. That's All right. You brought up Naruto. There was the Daidara, the, the explosion girl. We talked about this off. She was bomb. Honestly. But, uh, pun. Pun intended. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, she was. She was. Is that a ninja she thing? Was bomb. Like you want to? Like, yes. As a ninja, as a stealth person, you want to set off explosions. But the, how she did it? The, she did it through a mouse. Yeah, she did it through a mouse, bro. Even the elect the electrical dude with the phone wire, like. That's oh, what? You never saw like, him coming. Like in the Edo Kid, you got electricity. How he, does that he, even work? Bro, and bro, they were communicating with a wire in their mouth. That was that was like I was some say that telephone game. I was gonna say the exact same thing. Like, 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 bro, the way he he appeared in front of Buddy, wrapped his guillotine wire or whatever piano wire around his piano neck, wire, hung him from a tree, and then electrocuted him like ninja or All not. Way. Like that was cool. But, but also, what Stan was saying was I was saying the tactics, the idea of them communicating exactly. through his wire. It's they, the eight of them, the eight devils of Kamon, technically also their whole squad, but mainly the eight devils infiltrated multiple clans without them even knowing what's happening. There's a part in the beginning of the movie, opening of the movie, where they take out an entire clan, basically, and mm. the guy, the leader of that clan, the, I'm sorry, the, the kind of the, the head ninja, head samurai guy, is like, look at him, he sees all the dead bodies on the ground, like, what the fuck's going on here? And then the wire kind of hits, it's like, it's, it's the idea of to strike fast, strike hard, and strike without your enemy there. That seems like kind of the ethos of a ninja too, so that that's kind of how I took it, in, how I interpreted it in some level. It's, you played Ghost of Tsushima, like yeah, Ghost of Tsushima. <laughs> they hated uh, yes, him when we started being a ninja. They hated you. Yeah, he, yeah, he hated it too um, in Ghost of Tsushima. But it, that's kind of the idea: is being able to strike effectively without your without your enemy even being aware that you're there and how you're doing what you're doing. That's yeah, a, but that's if they would have changed the name, the story wouldn't be as lost on people. Maybe Fair. like it just, oh, so this is what this is the whole this is all about because and even like the ninja scroll, it was it wasn't there's even no about scroll. the ninja scroll. It's about gold. Yeah, there's, no, there's no scroll. Yeah, and that's I think it's the translation is it's just it's early yeah. '90s, so the translation was a mess. I think. Mm. Um, but and and, the, and that's I think one thing too. I have to be honest. My bias 
isn't just my nostalgia, it's that kind of a character. Otis and Stan know this. I love those kinds of characters. Cocky, kind of chill dudes. I, I love yeah, like, yeah. the Jubei's personality is something I really like a lot. It's similar to Baki in, in Bakihama. It's that kind of a guy. I like that kind of a swagger on a character. Uh, and so his approach, think about, think about what he's facing. He's facing insanely brutal, powerful things, and he's still mm. kind of like very lackadaisical about coughing it. coughing up blood out. While coughing up blood. He's poisoned from the, the jump, and he's still just like, I'm, I'm, I'm gonna go over here and, and do my thing. I'm, I'm glad they didn't give him no weird like demon form or something. That would have really no, no, dude, yeah, really cliche. I would have been like, come on, dude. He he yeah. was just fighting, like, bro. Like, how much how much damage can his body handle? Because like first that first fight with the the with the Rock dude, like yeah, all his, his <laughs> he was messing him all up. This should have been powder essentially, broken. Like, yeah. Yeah, that man, he said, that man said, Look, bro, end this or I'm gonna end it, bro. Like, I'm like, You yeah. just got ended. What like, you mean? Like, four flavors of poison, snake <laughs> bites. Like, what yeah, can rough, kill this dude? Well, 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 that's one thing I do like about it, too, is how you see he is very mortal in the sense that he's not like he's more like John McClane in that he does get effed up. He's not an untouchable if, if Mon won with, with Denny Yen. I, I've seen it multiple also times. Also, superhuman. <laughs> but what? Well, yeah. yeah, somebody is, out of a helicopter and like neither of them died. Like they actually had a fight after that. True, but you've we've all seen anime or, or movies like uh, where the character seems untouchable. Where they where it doesn't matter what happens, they always they can't be they can they can't be touched. They're too good for that. He gets hit all the time. He is beat up all the time. There's a part where he he's being choked to death. By the electricity guy with the wire, and then the, the, the jaded lover that has the bombs sends a mouse in there. He the only reason he survives is he because he cuts the wire and they blow each other up basically. And then he when he's fighting Gemma, Gemma uh, dislocates his arm and he has to drop his drop his sword. And, and so it's showing how even though he is surviving, he shouldn't be able to survive. Granted, he's still taking lots of L's, lots of damage. He's getting beat the fuck up. He is very very mortal. Uh, so I enjoy that about the character too. I mean. Mortal isn't the word I would use. I mean, he takes he takes damage. You can see that he does, you know, take damage, but like it has no effect on his ability to do anything because, like, I mean, he takes a beating in this, and it's not even he doesn't even slow down. Like he gets more he effective down. as he goes. Does he? He, he slows. Down. He definitely slows. Like for example, when he's fighting the bee guy, and he has to like he has to hide and run. He has to run away and hide in the water. He's in the water the entire time. He doesn't beat him. The Kagero does. And then once he once he finally is able to pop out, he has, he has one hit one hit across the guy's neck, kills him, and you see him huffing and puffing for a while after that too. He's he's taken down when he's fighting the snake woman, and she uh, hypnotizes him. He's like, I mean, he's completely his mind is shot for a while. You see him actually like struggling as these things are going on. He's not happy after he fights Tasai. He pulls two teeth out of it. He spits one tooth and pulls another one out of his mouth. He's Falling apart, he's poisoned, he's spitting up blood the entire movie. He is, he's not doing well. He is definitely much more uh, immortal ish than you or I would be, but he's not unscathed. Yeah, he's not unscathed, but it was like he's fighting progressively more difficult people and still winning after taking so much damage from the people before. So it's like, that's why I said, like, what is exactly his limit? Like, there is no. Yeah. drawback there that's like you know like that's basically like playing playing through with demon souls without ever hitting a uh a, a, a lantern it's like yeah yeah, yeah that's fair yeah i got no, this I, I, I...
I, I, you're not you're not wrong. He is he, he's he does have plot armor. I would say he has severe plot armor. He does. Um, that's fair. He definitely does. But I think that at some level that's expected. There are so many things that heroes go through in movies and in manga, anime, whatever. That's like, wait a minute, what the fuck? You can't do all this. You can't, how are you surviving all this? How are you still able to do this? You and I both enjoy Demon Slayer, the anime. Um, mm -hmm. and it's like Tanjiro in and of himself is still just a dude breathing hard. And it's like you were you were how are you doing these things against I mean what? So it's yeah. not unheard of. Yeah. Cause like, I mean, there's I mean, even I mean, there's a scene where he gets literally knocked across a forest and he's supposed to be a regular human being. And then mm -hmm. like go gets knocked over in there and has to fight an even stronger demon. And almost pulls it off. He didn't he didn't he didn't finish it. We saw that scene. Everybody saw that scene. Yeah. 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 No, I I feel you. I mean it's I guess I I it's to be expected also because of the genre of anime. You're going to give them a little bit of leeway that the heroes are going to be a little over the top and things are going to be a little more over the top. I, it's what makes it exciting too. But if that is too much for you, if that's a bridge too far, so, so be yeah. it. I feel you. It's not necessarily a bridge too far, but it is a trope I do want. Not necessarily fixed, but like just add some type of uh, realism to it because at the end of the day, it makes it almost feel like the the damage that other people did to you is inconsequential. You know what I'm saying? Oh, like, I have to have it some drop. Like even if it's yes. after the fact, it's like, oh, you know, you got this man was in a coma for four weeks or something. Like give me something. Right. <laughs> it's like, I, I feel you. I feel you. Hmm. Yeah. I mean, we um. Welcome Bucky back, to drink sugar water. Yeah. Oh yeah. Yes. <laughs> sugar water cures all. Sugar water. That's a weird trope to do. Uh, but one thing, um, you watch Men in Black. The uh, the 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 <laughs> Edgar, Edgar sugar. Is, sugar sugar in water more. Uh, I love that. I love that. But uh, one of my favorite animes, of course, is, is my hero with Deku. And Deku, when he destroys his body earlier in the first like season, first two seasons, it does his body's messed up. Like it's mm -hmm. actually like I broke my arm doing this punch. Exactly. It's still broken. I, I have to be healed. Or or even later on, it's, it has a scar on it. He has a it, it is the ramifications are there. They are there. So I, I feel you. I feel you. They are they are trying to work on that trope or nuance that trope. So yeah, yeah that's um, all you can ask for. I mean, again, like I, I'm not gonna sit here and like say that Ninja Scroll is like you know, it's all stupid. It's the worst thing ever. It's not. Like it is. It was a, a continuation in the building blocks towards the, uh, the entertainment that we all enjoy now. Like you said, like it's. Like I saw things from Bleach, like you know that uh, that that Bleach took away from there. I saw things that uh, Gundam even takes away from there. Like I mean, it's, it's just so many series that have drawn inspiration from moments in that. So I, I can't, I won't discredit it there, but for what it was, like uh, the the it didn't push the genre in any way, in my personal opinion. Like. It, it was not like that cornerstone piece. Like it wasn't like a, a Dragon Ball Z. It wasn't like, you know, and it, it could have been because of the time that it came out in, but because of the decisions that they made within the film, like, you know, they, they made the decision to, to show all the, the sex scenes and, uh, you know, the, the, the damage to women. They made the decision to, you know, make this too adult to be, to be in the mainstream. And I think it kind of hurt its, uh, its own legacy in that process. That's fair. That's fair. I'll give you that. Um, Stan, yeah. is there, as we're kind of wrapping up on the Ninja Scroll uh, talk, were there, was there anything else you wanted to, to mention or bring up about no. it? No. Um, uh, I think 
O and I agree with the, I mean, that's why we created this series together because with that, but the point, it doesn't, it's not, it's innovative. It doesn't push any envelopes other than the point of being kind of edgy and showing, you know, the, the sexual assault and all of this, but kind of just kind of throwing it in there. It's just kind of what happens in this hard world that we live in. You know, you just have to be a hardened woman, whatever. To, to survive yes. whatever the message was to women because like i don't i didn't get any good ones <laughs> yeah, like, it was it's brutal you know? yeah so, and I, okay. it's like i think i think in that way being the only way they really pushed the envelope everything else was kind of like all right you know the typical like they they told they told a, a good story and i think the execution for that to be the story could have been more effective if they spent more time you know going over that i think if you really analyze the story as a whole, like you can find a couple of things where you're just like, oh, that doesn't really add up. But then mm -hmm. the way they ended it, you know, kind of all comes full circle. You see Jimbei walking off, even though the old man said, you're gonna, you're gonna die. You're not gonna make it across the, the, the river or whatever. You see him walking off. He's, he's walking through the desert or something. Like he's, mm -hmm. he's clearly made it on. Yes. Uh, so, you know, they, they completed their story. Uh, did they tell it to 100%, 10 out of 10, best of its own? Probably not. But still, I, I give it a solid six, seven. I think yeah, I and, and I and I I, I see, hear what y'all are saying, and a lot of things you got to remember too. Two things: one, in anime in the '90s, early '90s and stuff, that there was it was a horrible trope. They loved rape women and do abuse mm -hmm. women, especially this director, the same director that made Wicked City yeah. and Vampire in the Deep Bloodlust. Yeah, so it's this is tame compared to Wicked City. Oh no, yeah, this this is much much yeah this this is nothing nothing compared to Wicked City, but uh, the in the '90s especially. The idea of being progressive towards women at all didn't exist. Also, this is what he set in feudal feudal Japan, more or less. Yeah. How do you think women so were treated in feudal Japan? True. They were treated. They were treated they, like they got shit. electricity, bro. Yes. See, that's so, the thing. Yeah, I, I think is Ninja Scrolls a series? Before I even say that. No, Ninja Scrolls no, one movie. They, they, then they, they had Ninja, Ninja Resurrection, but Ninja Resurrection is not the same thing. Yeah, they, they made an anime for it, and it was it was underwhelming. Hmm. Yeah, so it's not the, it's, it's pretty much just one movie that people think about. Yeah. yeah. So it's I I think given the time that it came out and the time that it was set, sure you you make some changes and edits. You should make some changes and revisions now. Yeah. But given the time that it came out and the time that it was set in, it wasn't nearly as damning or as uh it didn't seem as uh horrific as as it is now, especially with the way it treats women. Yeah. Um, I, I really, I do still enjoy it. those things do. I do bump up against those things, of course, but on some level too, you are supposed to bump up against some of those things. You are, Jube, keep in mind, like, like Stan said, Jubei doesn't even sleep with any, he doesn't sleep with anybody, mm -hmm. but he especially does not sleep with Kagero. He hugs her and then he kisses her uh, passionately, lovingly at the end. And, and that's almost a show that that's, that's the right choice all the other way that, that, Women are treated is the wrong choice, essentially. So it mm -hmm. it does to be purpose. Um, I think another thing that we have to remember: we're talking about monsters and force of nature and demons and creatures. Keeping yeah, a brand with that, I love the idea of the eight devils of Kamon, similar to the five deadly venoms, to other things that nature from uh, old school Star Wars movies and, uh, and 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 the idea of having even Mega Man. You know, with this, all the different guys he has to fight before he gets the main one. Mm -hmm. I love that idea of a hero or a couple of heroes have to battle so many different types of, of force of nature almost in different ways. There is the side, the rock guy. There's the explosion woman. There's the snake woman. There's the bumblebee man. I love that idea. There's the immortal yeah, guy, the guy at the end. Yeah. 
So it's just, I, I, it's, he had to, what they had to face is virtually insurmountable and they do it. And I love the overall in the end. I love seeing that come together. So uh, for me, I would give it a still a solid eight. Um, the things that are offensive are, are there. They are there. They are offensive. But the things that work for me, I just told Otis uh, a little few days ago how I borrowed something from this movie. Uh, sparred on by him in a comic book I wrote, a script that I wrote. So it's, it, see, I'm still borrowing from it to this day. For that, for that, I will bump it up a full point and give it an eight because we do need to talk about the fact that, like you even said, oh, how many things adaptations we've seen from this series because of this? Not because, like, okay, it might not have been a ten out of ten, but we know that as creatives, we can watch something that may not have been amazing. And like, all right, all right, I see some inspiration from this. I can I can create my own spin-off that could be better. I, I can pick up where you left off. Right. So 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 yeah, I'm gonna give it a full eight. And the, yeah. the, the two that I take off, I take the two strong points for me, but yeah, I, yeah. I would give it an eight yeah. and stick with that. Give me that. Yeah, okay. Um, Fair enough. Uh for me, I'd probably give it a seven. Um just because like in rewatching it for in preparation for this, I did get to see like like literal scenes like like shot for shot that they took and adapted into some of my all-time favorite anime so right. i can't knock that so yeah so some of the weird it's like weird if you go back and I was like wow that is literally like they just plagiarized like, mm-hmm. it's like i've seen them on like, like, when I, t- like I, I know i mentioned it earlier but like there are two times where you know the uh, main character slashes his sword at, uh, again with the last, the, the final boss, mm. and like it's the exact animation that it yeah. like block block like he just like moved his arms two times. It's like it's the exact same way that he did it fighting against the 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 swordsman dude that was in uh, that was also possessed like uh, how his brother is like uh, that had the soul in the in mm-hmm. the arm like yeah. exact animation and it was dope so. Yeah. Okay. Cool. And uh, and like you guys said too, how you're for those who know, Stan and Otis are doing uh, working on a comic book, or uh, I guess it's a comic book series is the great thing, but it's a story they're telling. And they the idea is oftentimes what happens is artists, writers, creators, it is common in their practice to stand on the sort of shoulders of those before you and learn from them, uh, not just to copy them, but to learn, to pick and part what they did before, what they thought worked, and build upon it. And if something can inspire you like that, that's a good thing. That's a good definitely. thing. And this inspired me. It definitely did. So, so okay. Um, now, before we get to the uh, the final portion of the show, um, Otis, did you was, was there anything any commercials we had? Uh, anything you guys wanted to show? Up? All right, I got one I can throw up there. Very cool. Very and cool. Anything you want to add uh, behind the commercial on there? All right. So that 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 app was um, on Soru Go. Um, we're in the merch right here. Go Go Slump um, is also the the manga that I'm working on with my boy Seiji, who's uh, the creator of that app. Um, it's anime manga created by Black content creators from the Chicagoland area um, on Soru Go. Uh, so yeah, just if you want to see stories written by us, you know, for us that we can get into definitely check out that app it is not up yet 
but it will be coming. We already uh, are past the alpha and beta stages. So just fixing up some kinks and getting it out there to you guys. I'm really excited for that. Would you tell us a little bit about the artwork? Um, so there, there's a lot of different artists on there, a lot of different manga um, creators on there. Uh, actually, if you are an uh, artist and you want to upload your work to um, the Unstable Go app because you want to just get a portfolio out there, you want to see other manga uh, writers or just writers who don't have an artist, you know, you want to get linked up. That's a great way to do it through the app. Um, there's all different types of artists, you know, just all different I, types I, of writers. Uh, too. So, I, I think I believe we're all. Isn't your, isn't your wife one of the artists? Oh yes. I was, I, was, I was trying to give you your chance yeah. to mention her. Oh, my wonderful wife. She's actually drawing uh, the series Otis and Outwriting. So of course her artwork is going to be in there as well. So. Awesome. awesome. Very cool. Very cool. I have one commercial. One more commercial before we get to our final. One little promo before we get to our final segment is for a show that's hitting. That's going to be hitting to. Uh, Bay, we were all really excited about it. Here's the problem. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Betty Cooper and Jughead Jones from Riverdale. So they actually become a couple uh, in the Your show. Your shit is real. We've discussed yeah, it. In the, in the, not in the <laughs> comics. In the comics, he's asexual. From like, my child. Uh, so Betty and Jughead. Oof, that could be. Uh, the, the, it's your turn, Nate. Uh, 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 like a bughead? All right. And that is a superhero sexualist. We get into all kinds of pop culture things, dealing with characters and from everything from anime to uh, Wolverine. This week we talked about uh, bestiality and uh, werewolves for Halloween. <laughs> for Halloween. Uh, that was talking about shipping. So, uh, we're going to have Otis and Stan on the show very soon. If you're into that kind of a thing, th that show will be coming to Bay very, very soon. Be coming to dropping to Bay this month. Uh, so yeah, all right. Uh, without too much further dilly dallying, we have uh, the final section of the show, and I will play it right quick. Either or, either or is a very simple yet very important uh, discussion, where I give my two co-hosts a couple of prompts. And they have to show their work as to why they're choosing the choice that they have made. This week, keeping in theme with monsters and forces of nature and Halloween, we're going to be talking about two different types of creatures. Either you have the powers of the T-Rex from Jurassic Park, all the, the ferocious nature, the, the dominant alpha male-ish or alpha female-ishness of it, but like in Jurassic Park, your vision is based purely on movement. If it don't move, you can't see it, whether it be the wall in front of you, your girlfriend next door, whatever. Your, your vision is exclusively based on movement. Or you have the powers of venom. Yeah, you, can, you can fire all kinds of organic webs. You have a super duper strength. You can run real fast. Your healing is enhanced beyond all reason. Your head pops open to eat people's heads off their own bodies. But you share a mind with a symbiote. Uh, we, we know how it is in the films where it's pretty much there. It's like having schizophrenia. It's a massive cost. So either T-Rex or Powers of Venom. And I'll go with you first, Stan, since it's your first time on the show. Now show your work. Show your work. Yeah, I'm definitely going with the Powers of Venom. Uh, why would I want to be a T-Rex? So I have a big ass head already, but I can't see shit unless it's moving. So I'm bumping into walls. I'm bumping into trees. I got this big old nose, but that ain't even helping me. Uh, and I got short arms on top of not being able to see stuff unless it moves. And you said the thing about my girl. 
like I just thought about the Daredevil movie. You know how when he's outside with Ben Affleck, he's outside and it starts raining, and he tells Electra to stay outside mm-hmm. just a little bit longer. Like I'm gonna just tell my girl, keep moving, baby. Just like you look so beautiful. <laughs> like nah, I can't. I'd rather I'd like like I'd, I'm, I'm gonna just do the symbiote. Like we can make we can be friends. You know I can tell tell his ass like look, bro, you can't eat that person. You know what I'm saying? We'll, we'll, we'll be yeah, definitely. Not <laughs> And again, you are not actually a T Rex. You have the powers, the ferocious nature of a T Rex, but you're not actually, actually, literally. Yeah, I'm definitely arms. going. I'm definitely going venom. I don't want to just be this, this blind, just angry T Rex. <laughs> <Right? laughs> no, I'm good. All right, uh, put this car across the street. Yeah. <laughs> All right, uh, Mr. Otis East. Uh, either or. Um, this isn't even like a close one for me, like uh, symbiote easily because yeah. uh, having like I, I, I know me, so I would be able to bargain with that thing to uh, come to at least a, a understanding where we can both work out mutually. So it's like, yeah, I got this other thing to always watch my back, and I can just if I get if I have to do it, you know, I can just go off and just destroy a city if I want to. Yeah, why not? I'll take that. Yeah, okay, okay. Now I, I I will I will as fair choices I will let you know I saw the Venom, uh, what's it called Venom Let There Be Carnage this I guess the mm-hmm. sequel to the first one Venom I saw two. it this week this weekend it was it's a fun movie nothing nothing great but it's a fun enough movie seeing how what Eddie Brock's life is like with that symbiote I would probably take the T Rex uh, it's it is it is a lot it's a lot to deal with uh, having imagine the worst roommate you ever had and that roommate is next to is, is is literally integrated into your body in your mind that's dealing with that is i would lose it i would lose it so uh i would take the t-rex yeah i can always see when things are moving but things are always fucking moving things never stop moving around me Man, i would i would, I would like to be blind i see you i can't see you now <laughs> i see you I can't see you now wait <laughs> but people, people around me like, like people like tiptoed around me so i can't so i can't tell where they are uh but yeah i, I get used to it eventually like if you move really slow can't see. You are like a great mechanics right. video game. Like, just don't let it hear you. If it hears you, you're dead. Just, just tip them. <laughs> I wonder. So they never obviously this this is a bizarre theory. I'm pretty sure they never established on Earth in reality that that dinosaurs' visions are only based on movement. How could they possibly know that shit from bones? But if they say that it was a real thing, that your vision was based purely on movement, could you watch TV? Is in a moving image on a screen the same thing as movement? Uh, yes, but it's a different kind of movement, right? Like, so you can, because how do you, how would you see different shapes? It's the shape is the same. It's a screen. You maybe you might detect that it's there, but you wouldn't know what's on it, right? Like right. you might you might be able to make out like the gist of some of the things on shows, but like actually, like if it's like say you're watching a scene where two people are just standing there talking to each other, it's like so so what's happening? But I guess yeah. like maybe like in, in action scenes you could see because it's a lot of maybe. I don't know. That's the only thing. I, yeah, yeah I, have no research. I have no idea. Research. Yeah, research. I mean, I, <laughs> research. It, it's one of those things. It, it, it always bothered me about that movie. Is like how the fuck does Doctor Grant know that their vision is only based on movement? There's no. You how you couldn't tell that by bones researching bones over the years that the vision is based on movement, and he is so certain about this that he like he's like willing to go out into. The raining wilds with a with a giant T Rex to save some kids and says, "Don't worry, as long as you stay still, they, it won't it won't know we're here." Uh, anyways, I'm I'm uh, that'll save you. 
you know, way way off topic. You know, way off topic. Uh, <laughs> thanks, Jim, for <laughs> thanks, Jim, for putting up with my nonsense. The deep question. Uh, <laughs> thank you so much, Otis East. Of course, as always, for being here, being our our, our clutch, our clutch third man. Uh, Stan, uh, brother, you know, I love seeing you to pieces. It's been a minute. It's been a minute since you and I rolled together. Uh, you're always welcome on the show. Please come back anytime. Of course. Uh, Jen, thanks for being with us. Anyone else, of course, uh, we, we love having you. And uh, Charlie, we know you're on the road. Please stay safe. Otis, from, do you have anything else to say before we say goodbye? Mm-hmm. Um, Stan? See you next week. <laughs> All, right. All right. We'll definitely see you all next week. This has been Then and Now. Later. Later. Peace, my people.